Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Playbook by Grace. Today, I am so excited to talk to Annie Wellborn, a very good friend of mine that is living out her faith in her new role with the Salvation Army. So Annie, how are you? How are we doing? Hey Coop, um, I'm doing good. How about you? I cannot complain. Um, the weather has finally started to warm up a little bit. Um, for those that are listening from not Oklahoma, a lot of snow, a lot of ice, um, a lot of working from home combined with a little bit of hot chocolate and some movies over the past week or so. Um, how did you pass the time for all the all the snow and stuff, Annie? Yeah, well, um, I recently made the investment in a pair of roller skates and my house just has like one long wooden hallway and so uh-huh. even though it's trapped indoors, um, it was definitely just a lot of skating back and forth to my roommate's enjoyment. For a second, I thought you said that you were roller skating outside, like on the ice. And I, like, I had to take a step back and I was like, wait a second. Well, I did slip on some ice that we tracked inside. So that was the extent of my ice roller skating career. Okay. Well, like maybe next year you'll invest in some ice skates. Yeah. That's yeah. Fine. Baby steps. Like I've gone, I've gone ice skating twice um not gonna lie to you hated it both times so um well you were there for one of them you were there for one of the times and i didn't fall yeah well i'm proud of you for that i became the ice princess this year and just found myself wanting to skate at all times which is why i got the roller skates so i didn't even need the ice yeah you just it just x out the common denominator i love it i love it um so, like I said, I'm just super excited to have you on, um, and before we really get into all the questions and all the stuff we have planned, um, I just kind of want to give the floor to you, um, just talk about what you just recently started doing um, as you and I both graduated college. I would say relatively recent. I'd say a couple months is, a couple months is pretty recent, um, so I'll just kind of let you talk about you, talk about your job, talk about really whatever you want, just kind of hopping it over to you. Well, maybe not whatever you want, but like, you know, you know. Yeah, like whether or not Bigfoot's real. You know, I need other ideas. So like maybe on another episode, we could tackle that. Um, yeah, that's maybe, part two. Join us for part two next week. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe we just make another podcast and it's just you and me talking about like conspiracy theories. Oh, that could be good. It could be. We'll brainstorm <laughs> names later, but the floor is yours. Well, thanks so much, Coop. Um, I'm super excited to get to just chat a little bit. Um, so like we were saying, Coop and I just both graduated recently. Um, I was pursuing a degree in advertising with a minor in nonprofit. Um, and it's really wild because now I'm doing advertising at a nonprofit. Who would have thought? <laughs> Didn't think we'd end up here. Um, and so I'm working for the Salvation Army um, at the Central Oklahoma branch, um, and it's been so sweet. Uh, my title is Development and Marketing Manager, which sounds like a way bigger flex than it is. Um, I was definitely a little intimidated by that title, but um, it's been so fun and good. Um, I kind of just do a mod podge of everything. Under the sun, um, I do some behind the scenes work with event planning. We have some exciting stuff coming up soon. 
Um, and then I also just do more to day more day to day things like running the social media, uh, making some graphics for that. Um, they'll randomly just hand me media relations, things that I have to do, like sending press releases out to the news or doing little interviews. So it's pretty, pretty much just whatever they throw at me. Um, I just try to be excited about and do. And so I really loved it because one of the things that I found as I was like going through my advertising degree was it felt like all of my classmates were like taking classes and finding like one niche area of advertising that they were loving, whether it was copywriting or graphic design or um, event planning. And I just, man, really wasn't sure where I wanted to go. I mean, it was exciting because I was loving everything I was learning. Um, but I just, every semester was like, okay, a new thing that I might want to do, how do I choose? Um, and so this job has really been such a gift in that I'm getting to do just a tiny bit of everything. Um, and so I just could not have asked for a better fit in that regard. Yeah, I mean, that sounds awesome. And doing what you majored and minored in, who would have thought? Because yeah. like, it for me, it seems like I went and got a PR degree and now I'm doing completely different things that have absolutely nothing to do with that, um, which is cool. I mean, I like PR too, um, but obviously um, not everybody um, picks exactly what they're going to do in college. Um, so that's not necessarily unique, but it's definitely, it's definitely really cool um, that you, that kind of fell into your lap and um, honest and also to be able to do it in such like a God honoring way um, with like volunteer work and um, being a part of the Salvation Army and things like that. Um, yeah, for so, sure. No, you're I, good. <laughs> you're good. This is this is your podcast today. Oh wow! <laughs> Can't wait for it to be our podcast when we come up with that sick conspiracy theory title. But um, while it's my podcast, you know, I would just love to like talk about that and like, man, because the job hunting process was so much different than I thought it would be. Because sort of like halfway through my major, I kind of abandoned the idea that I was going to ever work for a nonprofit. I got really involved in like the media side of advertising, which generally leads more towards like marketing. Um, and so I really thought that's where I was going to end up. And um, I actually, I served as like the head TA for this incredible professor at OU um, and he is the like vice president of media at this really awesome advertising agency and so I just kind of was like going through college thinking that I was going to work for them after I graduated and so I just kind of like put everything else on the back burner and so you know um, when it came time to like start actually applying for jobs I was obviously super excited to apply with that one specific company and so it wasn't a nonprofit or anything, but it did have like a really great opportunity to get started at like an advertising agency that was really well known. Um, and so I was super excited for that. And I was like going through the interview process and man, like <laughs> it was so crazy just to watch God work because as I was going through this interview process, so many things were lining up to where I was like, this is it. Like, um, one of the girls who had served as my teaching assistant was working on the exact same team that I was going to work on. And so it was just like all these things that I was like, this would be such a cool way to enter the workforce with like one of my good friends, like on my team and all this stuff. Um, and so I started 
you know, um, going through that process. And man, as I was like, just applying for it, I had been training for this job. So I was like, this is what I have to do. But as I was getting further into the process, I just felt more and more like this was not me. You know, it was a very like analytical role, very like data driven, which is so cool, but just like (laughs) not necessarily what I feel like I would find joy in all the time. And so it came to a point where they were asking me in an interview, you know, what are three words you would use to describe yourself? And I like took a second to think on it. And then I quickly was like, "Um, okay, I describe myself as passionate, compassionate, and trustworthy. And um, I realized after I got the interview, I was like, that has nothing to do with like data or anything (laughs) they're looking for. You know, it's like they wanted like detail oriented and logical and all these things. And I was like, I have a jump. I don't know why I said that, but I I felt like it was me. Um, And so, man, like I, I just sort of like left that interview being like, what if this isn't what I was supposed to do? Like, I really just kind of shifted gears in college. I thought this is where I was headed, um, but it might not be. And so I kind of like took a step back and over Christmas break, I just went through like all the emotions of just like, okay, where, what's my next best step? And I wasn't ever like super duper stressed during the job process because I had gotten an internship already if I wanted it um but it was with a local church and it basically meant that I would have to leave my current church to go work for them and I just was not feeling a lot of peace about leaving my current church at the time and so I was like okay hmm, that's an option but I don't know if that's the next best step but I'm like God I'm trusting you and so Basically, what I did was while I was home, I'm, I'm someone who I love like journaling my prayers whenever I'm just like talking to God. And I found myself just like journaling like, Lord, like I'm so excited for what you're doing in this season, like all the doors that you're opening and closing, like whatever that looks like, um, I'm excited for it. And I was at home with my parents and my mom's like my best friend. And so she knew exactly like the type of encouragement I needed in this season. And it was just like, not in a pushy way, but in a very kind way was like, Annie, like, um, I don't want you to get stressed out, but you need to start applying to places because people can't hire you if they don't know that you're looking for a job. And I feel like Amen that's that. like basic advice, but it was so like sweet and like crucial to my job search process of like just getting my name out there. And so that was sort of like the little like kick in the butt I needed to get going where I just started like applying for jobs. You know, I was like, okay, if I'm thinking that this might not be what I want to do, that media job, then I need to look in other places. So I just literally started applying like so many random places that sounded a little bit interesting. Um, And I basically, I, I, it was like a Monday and I prayed that prayer just being like, Lord, like open the doors that are supposed to be open and just keep, shutting the doors that aren't supposed to be and an hour later I got an email from the Salvation Army (laughs) asking me to come interview and it was so funny because I'd literally been like praying for like confidence to step into like the next right like season and then as soon as I get this email it was for a job and they were like we're looking for someone with like three to five years of experience on all this stuff and I literally like turned my mom and I was like, I'm not going. Like, I'm a baby. I'm not doing this. 
No, I feel like all the, the, that is so, the three to five years and master's degree and all that, it's so subjective because you hear that so often and companies are like, we want this, this, and this. And at the end of the day, it's really just the person who obviously you have to have some sort of qualification, but also they usually go with the people that are like the most hungry and the most passionate for that given job. Like, cause um, I mean, if I was hiring, which I'm not because we're 22, um, like I would be looking for, a per- I would take the person with 80% of the talent the other person has, but with 150% of the compassion, you know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. And yeah. I, I love what your mom, I love what your mom said, because like, I went through the same thing, because I was like, oh, if they don't apply, they can't reject me, like, oh, like, they can't, they can't turn me away if they don't know that, know I exist, and it got to a point where I was like, okay, like, I, we actually have to go be adults now, how fun, but um, yeah, I didn't mean to um, intercede or interrupt, I just wanted to um, continue our conversation and stuff like that. Um, but if you wanted to hit any more points on that, um, go ahead, please. Yeah, no, you're, you're great. I mean, that's honestly what I took from it too, was just like this, this fear that had been like creeping into my heart. Um, and my mom was just so sweet and like knowing me and seeing that and calling it out, you know, one of my mm-hmm. favorite verses is in, um, second Timothy and it's just talking about it's four seventeen, and it's just, you know, um, we are not given a spirit of fear, but of power and love and um, self-control. And so it's so sweet to just recognize that in those moments of fear, when we're wanting to lean so heavily on that, it's like, man, that is straight up not from the Lord. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things that's like, got to nip that in the bud and keep pressing forward. And so kind of segueing from that, I mean, that's really what I had to do whenever <laughs> I got that email saying that I had an interview um, and so it was like the next step was to go to it. It was literally the next day. So I oh, quick drove, turnaround. Quick turnaround. Yeah, super quick turnaround. So it was a type of thing where like I'm driving there and like watching YouTube videos on, on like how to give the best interview possible. And it's like <laughs> some guy giving me a mock interview, like <laughs> but it, in the midst of it, like there were so many sweet moments that happened just because like So I had chosen, I wanted to choose like a word for the year to really like meditate on. And the word I had chosen was trust. And literally while I was driving to the interview, I was like stuck behind a semi that like on the back of it had the word trust with um, Isaiah 40, 31 um, referenced on it. That's how you know it. That's how you know it's God made. Like it's right. (laughs) Like so many people pray for, oh God, give me a sign. God gave you a, a truck <laughs> right no, in front of your he, face. He gave me the truck and like, um, it was just so sweet. And like, it was also just sweet to um, recognize like my community in that moment, because like I, I reached out to a couple close friends and was just like, hey, crazy opportunity just came up. Like, please be praying for it. Mm-hmm. And just like having that confidence, knowing that they were like fighting on behalf of me and like truly trusting in the Lord for like for me whenever I felt like that lack of trust or that weakness like was so sweet and so special um and just something I was really grateful for and so basically long story short I go to the interview 
it was really sweet. I had a great time. I left. I found out that weekend that I got the position. Um, and it was so crazy, so wild and really sweet. Um, but it wasn't really until I started the job that I was able to just like truly be in awe of how like how God works because I am there. It's my second day of work. I'm sort of like digging through my desk, trying to look through all this stuff. And I find this folder and I look at it and on the cover, it's like a Salvation Army folder. And it um, has these words kind of graphically designed on the front of it. And there's five words and three of them are passion, compassion, and trustworthy. The exact three words that I had said in a separate interview a couple months earlier and I was like this is like freaky at this point oh yeah <laughs> like to like a lot of people say like oh I have goosebumps like right now I'm like I mean I do like it's yeah the I, that just I really, really it really just shows the power of power of prayer um because like I can say for a fact that throughout my process I would like just being completely open and honest, I was not that, um, not that lenient, uh, le- lenient, or I wasn't leaning that well on the Lord. Like this is a whole new level, and like it shows that you're bearing the fruit of that. Um, just not putting any of that on your shoulders, and then like that's super commendable. Well, thank you, and I mean like. It was so cool because I like, I went on to like Google it because I was like, what is this? And it's actually, those are three of the five of like the core values of the Salvation Army, which I had of course no idea they are. going into it. So I was of just Of course like, they are, yeah. It was, it was genuinely one of those moments, like, just like Ephesians 3.20, you know, more than I could ever think, do or imagine, you know, Lord, like you are, you're so much more creative than I could ever be. And so it was just, I mean, like. I don't need these like spectacular events to happen in order to like know God loves me, but it was just such a sweet moment to like step back and like feel so loved by the Lord and just like, um, I just know that it's one of those like moments that I'll treasure forever. Um, and so, yeah, that was like a crazy moment where I was just like, okay, I, I know where I'm supposed to be and it's here and it's sweet and it's good. That, um, that, yeah. It's gotta be so, honestly so humbling just to like sit there and be it's because it's so hard it's so hard to be content in where the lord has you and like the process because i mean you see you see it time and time and again in in scripture like lean on me and i will bless you lean on me trust me like it's gonna happen it's coming it's happening you just can't you just can't see it and then like we look up at god and we're like Oh, that's so easy for you to say. You're all knowing. You see everything. Like you know, the light at the end of the tunnel is is perfect and exactly designed for us. Um, but we can't even see over the hill yet. Like we haven't even gotten to the tunnel. Like we, um, and just the amount of peace that you have from that is something that um, I think everybody desires, but not necessarily. Um, not even not willing, just not, not unknowing of where to start that process. And I think that the amount of peace that you had throughout the process is probably sounds, it sounds so easy 
looking back on it and thinking back on it, I'm sure. But at the time, I mean, I'm sure you were just uh, quite a few days just spinning in circles. You know what I mean? Like, um, and just to hear that is just um, so honoring towards God. And I'm sure. And um, every time, and I've said this on the podcast quite a few times, um, every time I'm, we're all in a season of trial and we're like, Oh, do I want to take this? Do I want to, uh, do I want to take this for myself? Um, do I want to put it in my own clutches? Do I want to give it to God? And you're like, what if, what if, what if God messes it up? Like, what if God does it wrong? And then I step back, I'm like, wait a second. Why, <laughs> in what world do I have the authority or really the audacity to say that? That doesn't make any sense. And I mean, looking back to where I am and where I'm sure where you are now, God's never failed. Um, and every time I say God's never failed, why would he fail me again? That's just the overwhelming flood of peace. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. Just, I mean, it, it was so humbling and it was so sweet. Cause it was just one of those moments where it's like, I can take literally no credit for this. Like I, it was really just an opportunity that I could not have dreamt up in my wildest dreams. Like I was fully content to like settle for these other jobs that I had been applying for that would have been like great next steps. And I don't think it would have been like dishonoring to God to like take those opportunities, but it was just sweet to, um, in the, in the waiting that I thought was like, Oh, I'm, you know, it was quick. I wanted to be quick to like, okay, I'm, I'm not good enough. Like I'm not hearing back from these jobs, like all these things. And then to have like this turnaround of God being like, man, if you would have gotten one of those jobs, you would have missed this. Like, and I mm-hmm. think that's such a sweet reminder of just like <laughs> our purpose here on earth as Christians is just like, it's not that we have some like super crazy, unique mission that like, God couldn't complete without us, but it's like, we're the ones who miss out on like God's awesome opportunities so often. Like, it's like, he's going to accomplish what he needs to accomplish with or without us. You know, it's just like, we, we get to be the ones to take part in his crazy, awesome adventure. And I feel like this was just like one of those opportunities that I was like, Lord, thank you for letting me just like take part in like this mission. No, that's, I mean, that's so well said and I couldn't agree more. Um, And we've, we've both said it so many times already, just the, it's so humbling. It's so humbling. It, It is like, once you get past that time of turmoil or uncertainty, um, you just feel so content. Um, and we've said that a ton too, that like, that's what happens when you're with the Lord and like in his presence and like actually leaning into it is that the humility and the contentness that we all search for um, doesn't come from us constantly feeding our own arrogance, which I feel like happens all the time. Um, it's when we step away from that is when all the things that we want to come from our relationship with the Lord actually happen. Um, but just kind of, going into a another part of our conversation and stuff um obviously um going into a a full-time position and going and going working and doing all of the adult things um i i'm waiting for the moment when that stops becoming ironic when i say like oh i'm adulting 
being an adult, doing adult things. Like, no, that's just my life now. Like, it's not like, it's not like this quirky personality trait that we have when we're like in high school or college. It's just like, that's just what we are now. But, um, sorry, went off on a little tangent there. No, but I mean, <laughs> I, I literally, I relate so much. Like, I love Jonathan Bacluda, the, that he's a pastor, if you don't know him, but he um, wrote the book Outdated, which is really popular and I read and I love, but he also has another book that's like, Wel Welcome to Adulting. And like, I was always like, ew, why would I ever need that? And now it's like, <laughs> no, I actually want to read it. Like, I feel like that would be applicable to my life and I hate well, it. But. And like, I feel like they should write one of those for dummies books. You should just write Adulting for Dummies and I guarantee you it would fly off the shelf. Um, but be conspiracies for dummies maybe that could be our podcast you know i was excited about this podcast but you just you just keep coming up with fantastic ideas um, Watch out. <laughs> um but as i was uh, as i was saying um it's a new season of life and with every with every new season of life no matter how fantastic it is or how awesome it is. Um, it doesn't come without its challenges or it's um, not even challenges, just little hiccups. Um, figuring out what works for you now as opposed to what before what it did before. Um, and one of the biggest pieces of that is like maintaining your own relationship with the Lord throughout all this. And I don't know about you, um, but after a full day of work, um, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm so tired. And like, I don't like, oh, I could open my Bible, I could journal today, but you know, just that is looking super comfortable right now. And then I'm like, oh, I'll just do it in the morning. And then also you're too tired in the morning. Like there's, there's, it, it happens. It just, it does. So like, how have you kept that going, kept that, that, the, those habits going with, um, with the Lord, with your newfound, um, occupation that sounded so that sounded so like formal I didn't like that your new job we're gonna go back to job I, it is my occupation I mean yeah. like it we're, we're adults we can handle the word occupation can um, you know what you're right we can't we need to walk with confidence Welcome right. Confid to adulting, Cooper mm -hmm. well um you know in my occupation not a <laughs> but um <laughs> I mean, we were talking about humility and it's just like, honestly, the Lord in this season, it's been sweet that I literally can't rely on myself. Like I just find myself every moment of every day being like, Lord, I am so in over my head. And I don't mean to sound like I'm complaining because I'm not like, I, I love this job. I just, it's all very new and very mm -hmm. overwhelming. And so it's just been like, a, you know, eight hour a day cycle of being completely at the end of myself in the sense of like, Lord, I once again can take no credit for anything that gets done because I don't know how to do this. Like, I'm just like so quick to get frustrated whenever Photoshop won't load or, you know, just like all the little things that can like lead you to want to stray away from the Lord. And so, um, for me, it's been a lot of developing healthy habits. Um, mm -hmm. I sound like I'm like sponsored by all these authors, but I've just really gotten into like reading and I love 
<laughs> finding out everyone's like best ideas. So I've been reading Atomic Habits by James Clear and it has just been so beneficial for me in like setting the tone for how I just want to like live every day. And so um, a couple of the things that I've really been trying to do is just find these sweet moments to like spend with the Lord. For me, um, I start every day with a 40 minute commute to my office in the city. Oh, wow. Okay. And so um, it's a time that's like in my nature, I want to be frustrated. You know, you're in traffic, just be bopping along, but it's like, okay, no, how can I like give this over to the Lord? And instead I find myself just like talking to God, like trying to set my intention for the day. Like, Lord, like, what can I do today to just give it back to you? Because that's all I want is just to, you know, be a vessel for you. And I don't, I don't want the responsibility of, of the day. And so I just want to give that over to you. Um, I, I love just like listen, whoa, listening to worship music <laughs> in the morning, um, listening to like uh, beneficial podcasts. Um, those are some ways that I really find myself getting some like quiet time with the Lord, just honestly, just talking with Jesus. Um, and so while it's not the traditional, like actual Bible study that I used to do in the mornings, that's mm -hmm. been a really sweet way for me to still wake up and like be focused on Jesus. And I mean, throughout my day, I just find myself praying constantly, just like, Lord, like, okay, um, I, I need you to renew peace in my heart right now. Um, I need you to give me joy and excitement as I like head into this next um, uh, meeting that I'm going into. Um, and so that's sort of the tactics I've been using as far as Bible study goes. I have been blessed with really incredible, um, a really incredible mentor in my life. And so we, um, during my lunch period, um, we talk and go through scripture together. Um, and then I just honestly read my Bible usually during lunch. Um, and that's kind of whenever I set aside some time to just actually like study the word. Um, and then I have a couple other like Bible studies that I go to in the evenings. But as far as quiet time goes, that's really, it's just been like a shift in this season because used to, I thought that quiet time had to mean like in depth, like studying scripture, like da 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 da. And like, it is so important, like be in the word every day. That's not, I'm not trying to say don't do that. But I find that it's even more important to be actually spending time with the Lord mm -hmm. and, and just really having that quiet time as you would with like your close friends um, with Jesus. And I think one of the most impactful like metaphors I ever heard about sort of like abiding with the Lord was like, when you think about like your significant other or you think about your best friend or your mom or something like you, you don't talk to them like one time in the day and then like not think about them anymore. That's you know? so true. I it's just... like, it's, it's like, it's not like a, Oh, I, I read my Bible once in the morning and then like go on my day. It's Lord like, okay, bless this food to my body for breakfast and then okay give me the strength to produce good work that will honor you and spread the gospel and like things like that just all throughout my day that really just center my heart back on what my my goal in life is which which is to honor him no that's so true I I, I guess I've never really thought about it like that just because I mean you would never those 
close-knit people. You would never just be like, oh, I oh, I hit my Annie quota for the day. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't need to talk to her, like, for, for the rest of the day. I don't need to do that. Like, um, or, oh, I've went to, I went to church on Sunday, or I, or I went to church on Sunday, or I, oh, I went to lunch with Annie on Sunday. I don't need to talk to her again until we go to lunch the next, the next Sunday. Like, that, that's such a horrible, re- I, like, way to look at a relationship. And yeah. I think that that's actually, you know, I learn just as much as the people listening on this podcast and I love it just with how many different perspectives I get and um there's just so many aha moments and I love it I think it's fantastic and if I didn't have to lead this conversation these conversations and I didn't have to you know um just continually uh, ask questions and like converse on here I would have my notepad out I would be like all right this is this is good this is great this is a good word um but um, I guess this is kind of a, a layup question, but what's the most rewarding aspect, um, or mo- even just like a pure moment of your job if you, that you've had so far in the couple months that you've been working there? Yeah. So, I mean, working with a religious organization has been so sweet. I mean, their core mission is to, you know, love people towards Jesus without discrimination. And it's just like, been so sweet to like work for an organization that I have like the same goal as in life Mm -hmm. um and so for me just like it's been sweet in learning how to like navigate the workforce in this environment because it's like before before and after every meeting like we we pray as a group and things like that that have just really helped me like um be encouraged in my personal walk and stay focused on like what the goal is because it's like the goal isn't for me to like create a really eye-catching poster you know it's like the goal is for people to know Jesus and and so it's just been really sweet to be constantly like reminded of that throughout my day throughout every moment and it set a lot of good like precedent for me of just like again just like making prayer a more important part of my life and I love the idea of like praying before and after you do things like um, I heard one time that like to pray before and after like every date you go on and I was like what mm-hmm. um, but it's been sweet because I am um, in my like discipleship relationships like I I try and pray before and after and um, every time we open scripture just that the Lord would like guide our, our thoughts and um, as we're reading um, so that we can like understand uh, what he wants us to get out of the text and things like that so it's just been a sweet like precedent to be set in my life of like this act of like going into it with a surrendered heart and coming out of it with a surrendered heart. And, and so I guess that's been one of the, the really sweet things that I've been um, sort of integrating into my life. Yeah. I mean, you have honestly a really unique circumstance um, working in a religious organization. That's not necessarily a church because I feel like for so many people, it's like, oh, I want God to be involved in my daily life at work. Oh, but I don't want to work at a church. I don't feel called to that. Like, so I guess I just can't do that. And that is the farthest thing from the truth because there's so many different avenues, like the route that you took um, to still consistently make that impact. And I mean, for me, I work predominantly in sports and there's still plenty of avenues to talk about it and make that impact and show people what, a life with Christ looks like, um, 
and you don't necessarily have to have a little pamphlet or anything like that. You don't have to be like, oh, this is, this is me. This is me. I'm a Christian and you should be one too. Like it's nothing about that. It's, um, and something that, um, I've always been told is that, um, you always want to make, make it, make people question like, what's different about that guy? What's different about that girl? Like why, even if it's just in line at Starbucks or like at a restaurant and the waiter is like, something's different. Like they're, something's different about this person. Like you want to make them ask the question, not not assume something about, you, you know what I mean? Like, cause everybody is, a lot of people have these preconceived notions about what Christianity looks like. And um, some of them are true. Uh, some of them are false. And um, I just never want that assumption to be the thing. I just want them to, I want, I just want people to ask for themselves. You know what I mean? Um, I think that um, just you having the opportunity to do that, um, not only just by yourself, but as an organization as a whole, I think it's just really unique. And um, I, I hate to sound cliche, but it's, it's wholesome. You know what I mean? It's just wholesome. It's, One of my favorite it's, words. It's, I think I picked it up from you. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I didn't, I didn't use that word often until I started, uh, until we became friends. But now it's, I love that. it's in my vocab. I love that. Well, I mean, just like you were saying, like, I think one of the obviously most influential people in my life, because I've talked about her twice now, just in this like 30 minute period is my mom. And like, she worked, she is still an accountant and like growing up on days where she would like bring me to work with her and stuff. It was so special because there were people in her work, like, um, just that would literally come up to her and call her like mom. And just like, I, I don't know, um, if she ever like shared the gospel with them, but these people like knew love, like because of her mm-hmm. and like felt so loved because of her. And like, um, I know that if she had the opportunity, she would share the gospel with them. So I'm sure <laughs> she did. But I mean, like, it was just so sweet to have that like role model to look up to of like, man, no matter what like career I choose in the future, like there are ways for me to like show people what love looks like. And it's not that my mom is like, per- like she would be the first to admit that she's not like this like perfect super mom that just like, loves at every second out of her own like ability it's just like her surrender to like the holy spirit allows her to like show so much like joy and kindness that it's just not you know something you can find ordinarily and so that was something that i really was looking forward to in like the work for it i mean in all phases of life but especially in like my career and um just so I don't get in trouble with the Salvation Army, I do want to note that it actually technically is a church. Um, it's a really interesting thing. You'll have to you have to look it up more. But okay, um, um, it's it's not a church that I like attend, but it is one if you wanted to. But basically, like okay, super super quick, like Salvation Army history lesson. Basically, Go ahead, I'm excited. There, yeah, there was a man in like the 1860s. Um, William Booth, and he uh, lived in England and was, like, big in the church, all this stuff, um, and basically just saw how awful the church was to all the people that needed mm-hmm. Jesus. I mean, we all need Jesus, but he was just looking around him and seeing that there was, like, this entire population of homeless people, of impoverished people, of, of prostitutes, like, people that just, like, you or me, like, 
need Jesus um, and they were being outcast by the church and basically was like, you know what, if you're not going to love them, I will. And so um, just really just tried to embody the character of Jesus by starting this, what he called the quote unquote army, um, going out <laughs> to like preach the gospel and lead towards salvation, hence Salvation Army. Um, and so that's sort of how it got started. And so from the beginning, its mission has just been to like love people no matter who they are. Um, and so it has just been so sweet to get to work with this community that um, that should be loved on by the church and is not always like, um, doesn't always have like an access route to the church. Um, and so that's been like a really sweet um, niche area to work in. Um, and so I've, I've really loved it. Oh, absolutely. And I got the history lesson and that, that shows me for not, apparently not studying enough on my homework because um, <laughs> no, you're, you're good. I didn't know beforehand either. So, but who better to give the lesson than one of the newest professionals for the Salvation Army? Oh yeah. I mean, join me next week on my conspiracy theory, faith-based history. Faith-based conspiracy theories. Okay. Check it. I love it. I love it. I don't, I don't even have to listen to it. I already know I love it, but I will. Um, And like people, if you don't make this, then people are going to be disappointed that you didn't. Cause like you, there are people that are going to write this down in their schedule now. And like my fan base, I can't leave them hanging. I was going to say, like, I don't even know if what I would call what I have a fan base, because that sounds re- really, like, sounds super arrogant. Like, that's not, I, like, I would just say, listeners, my listeners might be your listeners. Who knows? You never know. Like, yeah. I, I, I will never use the word fan base. Absolutely not. <laughs> that's not, that friends. sounds, huh? They're friends. Exactly. Friends, listeners, never fans. Because no 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 um but <laughs> as we as we kind of um end um end of this episode i have uh one more question for you um you've talked a lot about um your work in social media your work in graphic design and this and that and um a lot of that comes from your computer and comes from your cell phone um and the one thing that I think has been a blessing and a curse that uh, the past two years with everything that's gone on, um, it's taught us that work follows you everywhere now. It, there's not really a nine to five punch clock anymore. It's people can, unfortunately, people can reach you at all, hour, all hours of the day and night. Um, and it's becoming increasingly hard to separate yourself um, from the office and your home um so what do you do um what do you do when you can um to make sure that there is that that distinct line because i think that's that no matter what you're working in um it's super important to have that um and not be all consumed by one thing no matter how much you love it because I mean, I love my job, you love your job, but like, I don't necessarily want to be doing my job all the time. Um, So like, how do you manage that? How do you, how have you, have you figured that out so far? 
Yeah, I mean, this has definitely been one of like the biggest things I've been working through as I start this job. Um, I mean, running social media, it's like literally on my phone. And so it's like, obviously I'm doing this job. I, I mean, I'm, I love social media. I really love staying connected on Instagram. I love aimlessly scrolling. Um, and so it's been really challenging from the get go to establish like hard boundaries. Cause obviously like if someone like leaves a comment, like I want to be there and all this stuff. Um, but I also know that like having a seven hour day screen time is not ideal. Mm -mm. Um, and so for me, it's been less about how do I avoid for me, social media, but let's say, how do I avoid work mm-hmm. and more of a, what do I want to do? And really okay. just thinking about, um, like who I am, what my hobbies are, things like that. And so for me, like I, um, love things like I love painting. I love fashion, like sewing and everything like that. And, and reading and like I took a look at my year last year and I was like I, I barely did some of like my like very favorite things mm-hmm. and so instead of trying to like set these super tough boundaries of like okay don't get on your phone for more than 15 minutes at, at night like something like that which works for some people for me I found myself just failing and being like oh well instead I'm incentivizing myself with okay what if I get home and I paint for an hour tonight. What if I get home and I read for 30 minutes or go roller skating (laughs) for um, another 20? And so it's really just instead of trying to set these boundaries, just completely like removing the temptation and replacing it. Um, And that's sort of the strategy that I've been using of just honestly just incentivizing myself with like better alternatives I mean obviously it's a lot easier to just like sit on the couch and binge Netflix and scroll on my phone but I know that ultimately that doesn't leave me feeling fulfilled in any sort of way and so it's just kind of trying to keep those at the front of mind of like these are things I love doing and 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 I want to continue doing them and so just making it a priority to to do those yeah well, I think we've hit the uh, the end of the road, if you will. Um, Annie, this has been so much fun. And like I said, um, I've, if I wasn't, if we weren't talking the whole time, I would have um, a pen and, uh, pen and paper um, just with all the wisdom that um, has come from God through you. I don't want to say from you because you and I both know that um, a lot of the time it's, or not even a lot, all of the time has nothing to do with us. Um, and it's just been so nice to catch up with you, um, especially in this new season of life. Um, I wish I could see you more, um, but, um, unfortunately life doesn't necessarily allow that. Um, but just, it's been fantastic catching up with you and hearing how you're doing. And I'm just really excited to hear, um, how fulfilled you're feeling in this season of life. Well, thank you so much for having me, Cooper. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this episode with Annie. I can't thank her enough for joining me to talk about her new career, and her perspective definitely makes her wise beyond her years. Thank you again for listening, and have a fantastic rest of your week.